0: The jams. Anybody can name that theme music and bring it back to me on Twitter or the forum or whatever. You've won a prize. A prize of of nothing. Of props. But that's, I think that'll be a theme. That's going to be a theme for our theme music intros. This is uh, obscure 90s WCW awesome theme music. Um, Welcome to the Wrestling Wars Podcast. It's Mighty NorCal again. We got KB back again. We got... Raw, NXT, SmackDown highlights to go over, a couple of major news stories, and of course the suggestion segment that reaches deep into the minds of two people who have watched a shit ton of wrestling. Um, first thing I want to go into before I bring in my co-contributor of the week, KB, is uh, I saw this this headline uh, recently of, of Vince Russo Thinking that anybody wants to hear his stupid fucking face talk about wrestling, um, talking about how he he thought that uh, Sami Zayn will never will never draw ratings for the WWE, and that when people turned on the TV and saw Sami Zayn, they didn't see a TV star, quote unquote. Well, goodness forbid they see a fucking pro wrestler instead of a TV star, you fucking fool. Maybe if you weren't so busy making people into TV stars for a TV show when people are tuning in to watch professional wrestling, you wouldn't have booked two fucking companies into the fucking ground, you clown. God damn. What What has he ever done besides having Vince McMahon help allow his creative directions to go in whatever direction that they were going? People talk about the attitude era like it was some some like you know catching lightning in a bottle and and he got all this credit for it. But really, is Stone Cold Steve Austin the rebel versus Vince McMahon the evil boss? Is that so fucking difficult to to conjure up to let that go the way it was supposed to go? I mean, I I just don't really see a whole lot of brilliance in that and then you look at WCW and his run in TNA which were both complete and utter unmitigated fucking disasters that nothing good came out of except for three count who was awesome Uh, other than that he has been nothing but failure, nothing but things that are a fucking laughing stock. And then you got the fucking nerve to jump on here and say, a "Great professional wrestler like Sami Zayn isn't doesn't look like a TV star? No, he fucking doesn't. You goddamn idiot. He looks like a professional wrestler. Fuck you. I got my co-contributor KB who's waiting in the wings. Please come in here and tell me what you think of that situation, sir."
1: Well, two things. One, I have three counts theme on my iPod, and I am not ashamed to admit it. Which you goddamn well should. Two, a report came out earlier today that said that um, currently on the WWE Network, the classic content is not doing so well. Classic meaning older. Now, you, my fellow wrestling historian, who was uh, booking Raw a lot back in the, quote, classic period of the Attitude Era? It
0: was uh, Vince Russo.
1: And would you care to guess what one of the top draws on the network currently is? What's that? That would be a little thing called NXT.
2: Oh, and, uh, no, you don't and
1: say. who has been the star of that show for, oh, about six months now?
0: Well, I don't know about six months. It's been shit, almost...
1: Uh, coming up two years now. <laughs> uh, I believe so. Might have been yeah. two years. Um, yeah, so basically the thing that they have built their entire company around for the last, oh... Like year over a year now, has been somewhat carried on Sami Zayn's back.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, but that's just wrestling, and wrestling fans are stupid, at least according to Vince Russo. So I mean, when he, when you manage to make a TV show lose a million bucks a year, like, yeah. like he did with uh, he WCW did once, for a while, did he?
0: Or oh, did yes. uh, Has TNA ever made a million dollars
1: in a year? Are you, know, you kidding me? Yeah.
2: So okay. Well, there you
1: um, go. But think about that. You lost a million bucks a year. That means you were bringing in money on in the first place, and you managed to lose more than that. That's hard to do. It is hard to get to book oh, KB, your company.
0: but He was creating TV stars. No, he
1: wasn't. He know? was using he was using TV stars they already had. And yes, I know that was sarcasm. But it. it, it I had to, I watched Starcade '99 yesterday. The fact that he booked one of the worst WrestleManias of all time and one of the worst StarCades of all time in seven months is kind of astounding. He managed to, to screw up two companies in that amount of time.
0: Let's not even cover the fact that. Well, let's cover it. But you know, that's not even mentioning the fact that why. Why would people not think that this guy is a star when the entire crowd is chanting for him at an incredibly high level from the second Cena walked out of the fucking curtain? Why would you think that anybody seeing him for the first time, having not even know who Sami Zayn is, why do you think they would be that fucking into him if he wasn't fucking going to be a star? And if you hadn't seen him before and you were watching that TV show, I don't think that you would take into account, well, he's from Montreal, so that's the only reason they're cheering so much. He's probably not actually a star. No, you heard the crowd go apeshit, so you'd probably think, hey, that's Sami Zayn guy's probably a big fucking deal.
2: No, and the, not according to Vince Russo.
1: And one of the reasons that they went that nuts is because he has been breaking his back down in Florida for almost, for about two years now to become that big of a star in Montreal. Yes, yeah, some people would have reacted if the hometown boy comes out, but if he hasn't done anything and he's like, steve cutler in nxt then steve cutler is a name that most people should not recognize if you're trying to come up with it there's a reason i picked that name because you haven't heard of him but Sami Zayn, the star of the show comes out there and yeah people react because he's earned the reactions not because just wwe put him out there if that was the case they would have put out any warm body and no one would have cared
0: vince russo you should change your name to Vince Ringling because you run the Ringling Brothers circus because you yeah, but I, uh,
1: that's not fair to the circus how? I like the circus and that is an to doink
0: that reminds me of a funny story that I heard fucking Jim Cornette tell about the Ring of Honor the whole Ring of Honor deal when he was down there mm. he said because uh, he was trying to get this quick quick story quick story he was trying to get Ring of Honor to sell cheaper tickets For their entrance into West Virginia, it's the first time they broadcast TV there. You want to have a sellout, so it would look good on TV. And the uh, the guys, the other side of the of the house on Ring of Honor was fighting him over it, saying, "No, we need this charge for tickets. We need this charge for tickets." And Jim Cornette saying, "You know, fucking people in West Virginia don't have fucking forty dollars per seat." You know, and they're going on to the meeting, and and a guy pops up, pipes back in. It's conference call, and he says, "Well, uh, Ringling Brothers came through there." Uh, three weeks ago and they charged 50 a fucking week and then he just went off he's like fucking the circus is a fucking is a rite of passage in America like of course everyone goes to the fucking circus that's what you do when you're a kid and you're a family in any area of the nation not fucking ring of honor you fool so I can see his point that's how that I could
1: listen listen to Cornette rant for days
0: I don't always agree but he always is oh I don't
1: either but oh when he gets rolling yeah Oh, my.
0: Um, GFW r- announced a portion of their roster this week. Um, there wasn't anybody, uh, usual suspects, really. Uh, nobody that really surprised me or that I thought was uh, especially standout-ish. Um, I like the fact that, I like um, the idea of PJ Black, also better known as uh, Justin Gabriel, going down there. Um, some, it, it'd be good just for some place to actually try to utilize that guy and push to his fullest extent. I mean, he has a lot of, uh, female fan crossover appeal. He's a good worker, uh, uh, South African style. Now he had a tough time connecting up in WWE, but he didn't especially get a ton of chances. Um, so, or character development or really utilize in any special way besides the fact that he was spoiler the bunny for Adam Rose. So besides that, that was his biggest opportunity. He got in the
1: WWE. Um, what do you
0: think of the roster? And uh, you, you gaining any any excitement about the GFW coming down the pike?
1: It's okay. That was pretty much my reaction to the whole thing. I know that's very not really taking a stand either way, but it's okay. It, it's I, pretty I thought, much.
0: I mean, that's what I said is like it, there wasn't anybody on there that really.
1: Right. It, I mean, it's not me. like it's not like they pulled AJ Styles out or something like that. Um, there, there's just only so many. There's only so many big names out there that you can pull that aren't either too old to matter or are already on a show. Yeah, you know, I mean, oh, like, yeah. th- who else is out there that they could have pulled out who, I mean, le- I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there are a lot of Ring of Honor's contracts that are exclusive deals. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, I mean, like, you've got, like, Chris Masters on there. Okay. Chris Masters. Which I wouldn't mind seeing him as anything more than he's strong.
0: Yeah, um, um, Sonata is coming down there. He's pretty good. Uh, he, he's I mean, good. I think he'll 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 play into the what they're trying to get at the uh, the the target crowd.
1: Right. Some Bullet Club members will bring in a few New Japan fans.
0: Now, of course, I, I, the big deal to me here, and I don't know if you have uh, seen my see me talking about this guy before, but when I, I, know I have going. delved into my Ring of Honor watching. Motherfucking Moose is going to be oh, on yes. GMW, I, and I, I am excited for that.
1: I knew you were going there. Um, yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, Moose is, um, well, we will go with a JR term and go with
2: a Haas.
0: That, he's a bad boy. He's a bad motherfucker. Six foot eight, almost 300 pounds, former NFL lineman. He does a spear where... I can't even describe it properly. You have to see it, but he does a spear where when he hits the guy, he rolls through almost like a cannonball, and it looks insane. He can move around. He has awesome presence. Like you know, they always they say it every fucking time. Well, what's his? Oh, uh, the big bad wolf comes down the the aisle at NXT. They say you can't teach presence, and Moose has it in abundance. Basically, if you watched NXT this week and you saw. Um, nation, his vignette. Think of that guy, but like twice the size, basically. And uh, I'm ex- really excited to see him working with uh, GFW and how they're going to use him.
1: He's a. I've seen some of his stuff in Ring of Honor. Um, he's. I'm not the biggest Ring of Honor guy, so my details might be a little bit sketchy. I've liked what I've seen. He, uh, you're right on the Baron Corbin stuff. He's. Um, he he's definitely just got that big. Intimidation factor,
2: and uh, about him, most certainly.
1: and uh, I mean, you can't, like you said, you can't teach that. You either have it or you don't. I mean, I remember when uh, Diesel showed up in '93. It was that, it's that you just look at this guy and you kind of have to take a step back because you know there's something special there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and they'll be able to. There's enough good talent down in that company that they can coach him up, and Hopefully. and uh, polish him up a lot. And if you get the thing is, with a guy that big and strong, you don't need any kind of really special offense or special skills in the ring. If you can do some power stuff well enough, that just a few basic power moves will take you everywhere you need to go. I mean, look at Kevin Nash, who might have a six-move arsenal, yeah. but he's one of the best big men ever.
0: Well, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just... Uh, that right there, that interests me into checking out the program. The fact that, um, you know, it might be more of a traditional pure wrestling pure wrestling league and have a ring that's more than like a foot wide and doesn't have six fucking sides to it that's awkward as fuck um that's gonna make me want to watch it uh and really probably one of the most interesting aspects that they revealed is that Chael Sonnen is gonna be the color commentary guy uh what do you think of that?
1: uh Sonnen he's I can take him or leave him I know he's I know he's very very popular at the moment yeah? um oh yeah uh, I haven't see. I I know this is blasphemy. I don't watch the uh, the in the New Japan show. Um, I, I just I can't get into it. I've tried. I enjoy it. What I've seen, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Um. The 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 most I've ever heard from Sonnen is on um on uh, Austin's podcast a couple of years back. I yeah, like the yeah. guy. He seems fine. Um. It, it's it, he's just a name for and me. Boy, really. I think he'll
0: bring something different to the booth that you're not used to seeing. I think he'll be a little bit more um hard-hitting and, uh, you know, entertaining than than company salesmen like they have in the WWE. Uh, Something that is interesting about that, though, is I read on a certain somebody's blog recently that if the numbers and the schedules could work out right, they would be very interested in being Sonnen's partner. And it's a person who Sonnen has partnered up with in the past. Care to hazard a guess who I might be talking about?
1: Hmm. Well, there aren't many announcers with blogs. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I feel the desire for some barbecue sauce. Yes, sir. Right? Good okay.
0: old damn Jr. said that in his blog, and that would be... T- now, to me, knowing how Jr. goes way back. He's kind of an old-school style... Kind of. Kind of in, into the old school style of working people and working mm. the internet. And he's uh, he's expressed an affinity for working with Chelsea Sonnen before. He already worked with a GFW promoted event over in New Japan and worked with Jeff Jarrett. He has a good relationship with Jeff Jarrett. It makes me kind of feel like this might already be done. That he would mention it and kind of leave that hanging out there kind of makes me feel like we got a pretty good chance of seeing it and that that'll be in a in a later press release to keep drumming up the the momentum to this debut.
1: That's a good possibility. I will say this though, it it says a lot about Jim Ross when one of your big drawing cards and I'm not saying this with any kind of sarcasm, is an announcer. That well, says a lot about how great he really was.
0: Well, it says a lot about how great he was and also says, it it says a lot about about that people they think people will care about presentation. Like if you mm-hmm. if you add Jr. to a broadcast with Chael Sonnen, that says a lot about well, you know, at the outset, one would immediately think it says a lot about where they want to go as far as how they want to produce and present this show and the way that they want to treat pro wrestling. I don't, I just, I don't feel like Jr. would get back into would get back into things unless he felt like it was going the proper way. And also, to me, if JR is going to be on the commentary desk. I got to believe there's a pretty decent chance he'll have quite a bit of sway and say in the back as well.
1: I can see that. I can see that. And Ross Ross is one of those guys where, yeah, he's gotten up there in years. You can never have you can. There's nothing bad about having that kind of experience nope. and around. knowledge
2: around. Yep. Just around. It's
1: like exactly, just have him there. Just saying, I don't know about this. That that yeah. that. As we were talking about with Russo earlier, if you have someone there to keep a leash on stuff, to keep them from jumping over a cliff, that can be invaluable. Well,
0: that and he has you know a whole another audience. He's one of the top five, top ten sports podcasts every week. So, if obviously he's they're going to be they're going to be co promoting, and if they can add that JR name, they can add a lot of. That's uh, going to up some interest. Oh yeah, I guarantee you that that New Japan show did a ton more views than it probably would have because of JR's involvement.
1: That's one of the only reasons I watched it.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Uh, moving on to roster changes and, and our rest of our news stories. Hideo Tommy, apparently with a severe shoulder injury, going to be out t- up to six months. Mm.
2: Um,
0: I It sucks. It's a shame because it seemed like he was just starting to, starting to get it. Things were starting to click for him. I felt like that was his best match he's probably had in WWE. The match he had with uh, Tyler Breeze this week's NXT. Um, it's a shame for him for that. That's a long time. Six months is a long time. Uh, I got. I have an idea. I, I have an idea. The best thing I can think of for the situation, but I want you to get, give your opinion on the injury and and where we go going forward
1: now well like you said he was starting to turn the corner there was always going to be a little bit of a change just going from that japanese style to the american style and the language barrier obviously was a problem i always thought his promos were acceptable not great my but idea is my idea plays into okay plays um, into that. i mean it's there's never a good it, getting injured for a long time like that is never a good thing um this might, however, give him more time to get used to English and get yeah. down to where he can, where he can get a, a little bit of a better, more of the WWE style down because he may not be able to to get in the ring and go, but he can at least sit there and listen and absorb this kind of stuff. Um, the thing is, though, six months is a long time in yeah. a company like in yeah. a promotion like NXT. Good I job. mean, you look. I mean, you look at like I was thinking the other day. Remember when Richie Steamboat and Chris and Cassius Ono were the top stars? Yep. That feels like forever ago.
0: Well, you want, you want me to tell you something crazy that I just found out this week? Just a little bit of a tangent, but Big Cass was down there at that time. Colin oh, Cassidy yeah. has been in fucking NXT, or, well, FCW, since 2011. Holy shit. <laughs> Boy, they need to get... It looks like this will be their, their swung song uh, angle, though. They'll probably win the tag belts and then...
1: Yeah, there's not a month or
0: two and then they'll be on their way
1: there's but, uh, not much left for them after that that's their big story i think you're right on that
0: but uh okay back to back to hideo so yeah that's a long time in nxt
2: you're right
1: yeah and i just hope that when he comes back he'll the, the fans are gonna are gonna care for him again he's earned he's got that reputation built up to the point where the fans are gonna care about him and he was starting to to turn the corner and the other good thing is it's a shoulder, so it's not like a neck or a ligament or something like that. Once that thing is healed, it's pretty much healed for good. Um, so he shouldn't. I think he's going to be okay as long as time doesn't pass him by.
2: All right.
0: Well, oh, and this is going to sound radical and a little bit super uh, stereotypical, but he was having a kind of a hard time connecting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He does not speak English. Paul Heyman is just kind of not doing a whole lot. Mm. We haven't done the Paul Heyman guy stable thing since it failed miserably. Something was an abomination two years ago. Uh, why not send him to Florida for a taping every now and again? He brings back a Adeo. And if you want to take this to a next level, I would almost like to envision some war paint for Hideo and almost an updated great Muda gimmick where he doesn't have to talk Paul Heyman does the talking and Hideo just uses his abilities his striking his cause Hideo got his start in martial and I wanna say in MMA or he has some MMA background right kinda like Brock Lesnar does let Heyman talk shit for him or pick out somebody that's down there and have him talk shit for him that's a good that's a good manager um have Hideo come back, and somebody else does the talking, he does the ass-kicking. It's something that's that's worked for years, um, because Hideo got it together in the ring. He has the attitude. He knows what he's doing in there. It's just so, so hard in this day and age to make a connection if you can't give that, that solid, good promo to connect with people. Well, they can make a connection between Paul Heyman saying, Hey, this guy is... A badass, and he's going to kick the shit out of whoever you put in front of him, and then he goes ahead and does that.
1: Well, I the every time I've looked at Hideo, I I there is a slight mis disconnect, and I'm not sure. Maybe a heel turn would be the best thing for him, uh, with the with someone doing the talking for him, and like you said, just setting up and saying, "Hey, here he is. He's going to attack. Now watch him attack." Mm-hmm uh because it's pretty clear that the basis of Atami's offense is going to be the kicks that's been pretty clear it's about 80% of what he does and what better than having him be like i'm picturing like a low key but with a little bit more of a personality
2: yeah, yeah.
1: i'm i'm not a big low key guy but the just all the like the rapid fire kicks that just it looks awesome yeah and if you get someone who's just like has this stone face and this like assassin mentality kind of, uh, just this attack at all costs, that could work really well for Atami. And I've, he, I'm sure he can get the speed up well enough that it can make it look good. Uh, the talking would help. Um, I, uh, I'm not sure if it needs to be Heyman, but I, I, I could dig the idea of a, of a heel manager going to uh, helping him out yeah. and doing the talking yeah. for him.
0: Uh, so on Raw, if we want to circle back to what we were talking about with uh, Russo, uh, Sami Zayn, I well, I've read a lot of different things. It didn't feel I didn't get catch this. I I didn't feel like this was what was going on, but I've read in places that that was like his debut debut, and he was booked for other TV tapings. Um, I'm not 100% sure how I feel about that at all for a few reasons first Neville just got started like a month ago and he is decently over but not as over as he could be and that they should wait you know that they should keep on putting the focus and the onus on him um and that and it kind of screws up our main event for the next takeover doesn't it (laughs) I mean obviously he's not he's not taking the belt with him to the main roster so uh what well, do you think it, I'm still also let's start this off give me your two, your thoughts on those two things but I also want to ask you I'm still not 100% sure I believe he was actually hurt no nope, nothing's come up from the MRI nothing true. you know they they've continued on um with no with no allusions to it or that they, he might not make it to take over or future tapings. Uh, well Zayn has tricked people before the whole deal with the with the the, the last match the title match were, were they you know they thought Steen hurt Owens they thought Owens hurt him and it was just Sammy's selling is so excellent I'm not 100% sure if I really am at the point where I buy he was actually
1: hurt well um the, the story that I've heard uh and again this is it's WWE news so there's probably been 15 conflicting reports about it was that he was scheduled to work some future dates, but he was not gonna be brought up full time. Okay. Uh, that's what I've heard. Now of course that could have changed a dozen times since then. But What's he was T V ske-
0: tapings. I don't know why they would put they would they would bring him in for T V tapings and not use him for T V, you know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah. Well I mean I I I think he was scheduled to work SmackDown. Um but uh with 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 the shoulder injury, I remember saying on Monday Either Sami Zayn is really hurt, or he's the greatest wrestler of all time.
2: Well, now,
1: <laughs> I've yet to hear an argument saying he's not the one of the greatest of all time, uh, as every time I see him go, he convinces me more and more than he might be. So if he managed to do that with an injured shoulder... That's amazing. It might be even more amazing if the shoulder was fine. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: and had people so 100% buying it. The only thing that I can go with there is I don't – it's kind of a weird way to book that. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to debut somebody and we're going to do this bust-ass match in the middle of Montreal, why would you debut them with a – I mean, I guess there could be some logic to it. You know, he still took it to Cena and uh, was competitive with him with one arm. And that's, cetera, what I'm, that's what I was thinking. But I just, that just doesn't feel like something WWE would do. That just
2: feels well, like a
0: little
2: bit uh, – it feels when a little too
0: layered for, for WWE. So when, I, I don't know if I think that. That's the only thing that's convincing me maybe he was really hurt is why would they book it like that if he wasn't – you know what I'm saying? If they didn't really have to work through it
1: because for wwe yes but nxt i have faith in to pull off something like that and this is nxt related in general they've done wonders with neville who yeah, is yeah, yeah. so um it i i the fact is i don't know what to think right now and i love it
0: yeah yeah
2: that is it. the I'm...
1: that is the best feeling in the world to have as a wrestling fan if you I just don't know. And I can't figure it out, but I want to know what's going to happen. Absolutely. That is the best feeling as a wrestling fan.
0: Speaking of uh, new things, wanted to know what happened. Uh, our other major story story coming out of Raw was uh, Ambrose. Dean Ambrose was added to the match into a fatal four-way. Um, I don't know if... I think they're just throwing people and gimmicks at it to try and make it look interesting. because Nobody... Has any sort of inkling that Rollins would drop the belt.
1: I can't picture he does yet, either.
0: Uh, but it's cool that Ambrose is added to the mix. What, what, do, what do you think?
1: Well, one, I think, why in the world did they not do that in Cincinnati tomorrow night? Um, <laughs> and two, the, the word that I've heard is they're setting it up so that either, A, Ambrose can take the fall to keep Reigns and Rollins looking strong, which... Okay, that does kind of make sense. Or Reigns and, uh, or- Reigns and Orton looking strong, I mean, sorry. Um, the other thing, though, is they're talking about turning either Reigns or Ambrose heel and putting yeah. them in the authority, yeah, which... I read that. What? Does... Okay. One, it goes completely against anything Ambrose would have ever done. Uh, after that whole massive ordeal yeah. six months ago, yeah. that 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 doesn't fit Ambrose whatsoever. Rollins is the the snake guy. Ambrose is the the seems to be almost too, for lack of a better term, pure I guess to do that just to turn his back on all that. Yeah, that just doesn't fit. Uh, Reigns man of conviction. Yes, we'll go with that. Uh, Reigns maybe, but I can I, see I, it, but
0: I feel like I I. I feel like, I don't want to call them that their heel personas would be too similar, but... I, I mean, they got kind of a similar look. You know,
2: I... I, I, I just I, don't
0: know. I just don't know where Reigns would fit into that mix.
1: I don't either. There comes a point where you're going to have too many people involved in that group that are going to be big deals, because the Authority themselves are coming back probably tomorrow... Uh, Rollins is the champ um, you got uh, Noble as the secret weapon and he just engulfs everything around him and then you add Reigns on top of that it's too much in one area
0: yeah You
1: know, you, and, and Reigns is
0: starting to get over now Like
1: he is it's amazing the last what, thing
0: they need to do is, is take away one more who do they have as credible challengers to Rollins right now exactly, besides the three guys true. in this match Nobody. So if you take that away, then I don't. I don't. You can't do that. That's just too much. Too much imbalance to the roster. All
1: right. And you. I mean, we, we saw what happened a couple of weeks ago with with uh, with the Divas getting so piled up with nothing but heels that the Bellas just decided they were good yeah. all of a sudden, and it didn't make a ton of sense. But. Uh, that never stopped WWE Let's before. jump into
0: that. I didn't have that on the, on the ledger. I didn't have that on the, on the format that I sent to you, but fuck it. Since everybody loves so much when we do
2: Diva <laughs> segments
0: on this show, let's give the people what they want. I am pretty <laughs> damn impressed with, uh with Naomi. I think with some time, she could be really, really good. I mean, she has the athleticism. She got some presence going now. Um, yeah. especially yeah. when they bring up some of the NXT girls to work with her. <laughs> I oh, think yeah. she could be very,
2: very good.
1: Well, uh, I, I I use this line a lot because it's a very brilliant line. Um, I've heard Naomi described as the female Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. Just an athletic freak, at least compared to the other divas, uh, and just can do things in the ring that none of none of the other ones can. If you do that and give her a good personality, other than I like to dance, to go with it. She's she could be a very good. Uh, if nothing else, you could set her up as a giant for someone else to slay.
2: Yeah.
1: You just have her go out there and just start destroying people, and give her a better finisher, please.
0: Yeah, uh, that's, that's definitely definitely needs to needs to go.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the, I could see that working. I, I'm not wild about having Tamina there. Uh, she doesn't really hurt things, but it's just kinda like, it's well, kind of like, well, Tamina doesn't
0: really add anything either. Uh, I of... would like to see her do the the rear view as a setup for that. Um, she does the fucking Van Daminator or the fucking you know the split leg of moonsault. Okay.
1: Um, use like the target use yeah.
0: the use the rear view and then drag her, drag the opponent to the corner and then do the split leg of moonsault and fucking use okay. that as your move.
1: Okay. That can work. If nothing else, it shows off her athleticism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A exactly. Lot
1: more. Um, yeah, I could go with that. I could yeah. go with that.
0: Um, So, we'll see how that develops. I think if they give her room, that could be real good. Uh, Moving on to everyone's baby. NXT. Kind of a... Kind of a... uh, Just a passage of time. Still a solid episode. It furthered storylines. It's a moving day. Yeah, it's a moving day. Still still a solid show. Um, I want to say that the Dana Brooke promo was hilarious because she's fucking busted. Like... Her face and teeth are just hilarious, but she talks shit to people like she's so much better than them. I can't stop loving it. Um, Breeze and Atami gave us a real good main event. Highly enjoyed. So what's that match going to be now, man? Is it going to be just, just Breeze and Finn Balor? I think so. And so uh,
1: Finn I think already so. got
0: his shot. Yeah. Um, so is Breeze going to win that match? And then what kind of a match is that? Breeze and, Breeze and Owens. I mean, it'd be fun it'd be cool, but that's not... Surely that wasn't the plan here.
1: <laughs> Breeze has surprised me before, but that would be a big surprise Yeah. to make that work. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe they could add somebody else, but who? Uh, I mean... Corbin's taken, and Corbin's not ready for a a, a title feud I think
0: that Corbin and Owens... I was just thinking that the other day. I think that would be real good. I mean, neither was Goldberg. Goldberg wasn't ready. Batista probably wasn't ready. But they have the presence. They have the great winning streak. If you put them with someone who's a great worker, they can get a pretty good match out of them, like Neville did. Him and Adrian Neville had a match during the number one contenders tournament that was superb. Um, If you put him with Owens, who's a great worker, and you just let them beat the shit out of each other, that would be a pretty fucking fun match pretty entertaining match i think uh so i think they'd be fine but like you said he's already taken up for the night so maybe they turn that match into a final fatal four-way
2: maybe
1: rhino Rhino, uh rhino might not be the worst option to throw in there i mean he's yeah yeah yeah. he he's uh, he he's gonna be over no matter what he does he knows how to work a fairly long match he's uh, why not um the uh the one that this sums up my the differences I have between WWE and NXT. We would be spending about 20 minutes dreading whatever title match they had if there was a triple threat match like that on WWE.
2: Yeah.
1: And somebody got hurt and they had to swap somebody else in. With this, we're sitting here booking possibilities yeah. for changes yeah. with hopes that they could be awesome because yeah. NXT has earned the faith of the fans. Absolutely. That is your that is your key difference right there. With WWE, you expect it to be a disaster. With NXT, this could be fun.
0: Absolute big time, big time. We'll have to have to see how they handle it. Um, speaking of, of handling things pretty well, the that was one of the more entertaining uh, contract signing segments I've seen this week on SmackDown. Um with the all four guys at the end of the at the end of the show. SmackDown overall, I wanted to ask you, it was a pretty solid night of action and promos. Uh are we seeing a little a little mini resurrection of SmackDown?
1: Uh I, I, I wanna believe, but so many times I have believed and then the next week it is just dreadful all over again. Yeah. Um I did like the contract signing. Um Ambrose just saying, We know how it's gonna end. I'm gonna use the table. Yeah. was
0: And then, what a funny bump that was that, uh, was it Matthews took, where he got thrown and just, like, slid down it? I've never seen that before. I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, there's... When you can just get creative with stupid stuff like that, it's some of the most fun you can have. Because, like you said, we know it's gonna turn into a fight. Um, just go with it.
0: Not only that, Uh, but what a bust-ass six-man tag match that was they had, too. Well, uh, New Day against Cesaro and Kid and uh, Ryback. That was a yeah. pretty damn lot of solid action, and once again, oh, yeah. they went away from the usual WWE formula, where pretty much everybody was just coming and going as they wished, and there wasn't a real, there wasn't an obvious pre-formulated uh, flow and segmentation of the match before it started. Like they, it was just everybody was just going at it. That was really fun to watch.
1: Yeah, well, I've been a Ryback fan since he debuted. Me
0: too. Me too.
1: Uh, um, just he. Uh, He's the kind of guy you can just throw into a spot like that, and you'll get good stuff out of him. He, I mean, he's never going to be, like, you know, the, the technical master or anything like that, and nor should he try to be. But if you just throw him in there for you need a sixth guy, here's Ryback. And he'll fill that spot perfectly, which he did there. Um, the match was really good. New Day versus Kid and Cesaro, they've got a hot act and thankfully they didn't just run another New Day against Kid and Cesaro match yep. and wear it out. Because that is what that is one of WWE's biggest flaws. They'll get something good and they'll just hammer away at it.
0: I'm not into... 100% sure how I feel about Kid and Cesaro's pure faces, but it was... I mean, they're, they're doing pretty well. They're doing well enough so I, I suppose yeah. it's alright. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see down the road uh, if we can get some some Lucha Dragons versus New Day. I think they would put a great mix, uh, be a great mixture of styles. I, to put I, I, in tag that does match. sound
1: that does sound really good, actually.
0: Yeah, sirree. Um, speaking of tag teams and resurrections, and are is this really back? It looked like possibly the Reapers themselves, Harper and Rowan, may have gotten back together on SmackDown. Um, I was I'm pumped about that. I mean, both guys have kind of just spun their wheels since the group broke yeah. up um they were a great tag team they'll add to what is all of the sudden becoming a pretty damn strong competitive division like it's it's kind of happened in the course of a month where we've got Luch dragons we've got new day we've got cesaro and kid uh primetime players even though they're never on tv for some reason uh and then you got the Olay guys that's funny i can't even remember their names right now Um, um, who are solid workers if they weren't in such a silly uh, gimmick or if they took the gimmick a little more seriously they're solid workers, they put on good matches and now Harper and Rowan might be joining back in is that what you think they saw and what do you think of them coming back furthermore, what do you think of the possibility maybe even the Wyatt family reforming
1: Uh, I like the idea of Harper and Rowan getting back together As like you said, they're not doing anything else uh, Rowan, I thought they might have had something interesting with that, uh, genius character they were teasing, and then Big Show flattened him, like, five matches in a row, and I lost any interest I had in him. Um, though, then you look at a guy like that, and why in the world would you try to make him a good guy? Yeah. There are, there are some guys who are just naturally evil.
2: hmm
1: He's bald with a big red beard. I, I, I don't think I can spell this out for you any clearer. Um... There's always going to be room for a big bruising tag team.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
1: just let them go out there and hurt people for a little while. I don't I don't really need to see the Wyatts, the three, get back together. Uh, though, I mean, it's not like Bray is lighting the world on fire.
0: No, and it's, and it, wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt nothing either. I mean, that's probably when they're at their best is when all three were together. You can still let Harper and Rowan have their singles matches, and I, I just don't. If you're not gonna change the characters and you're not gonna do anything with the guys, why mm. even?
1: I wouldn't hate it. It's just be like uh, I'd like to see Bray actually have a purpose other than just saying his riddle of the week for three weeks and then attack someone and then lose the pay per view match.
2: Right. Probably uh, just start winning those. I'm just saying. I'm just throw yeah, it out mean, there. WWE. I
1: mean, do you even? Does anyone? I mean, everybody forgets that he won the feud with Ambrose because it was just kind of a meaningless little feud. That even though it may have been at a pay per view, it was well, just kind of. Says more about
0: like, the WWE pay per view structure than anything else. I mean, you can't be like, the face of face of fear if no one's a fucking afraid of you, and no one's gonna be afraid true. of you because you never win anything. So
1: <laughs> that's true. I mean, he just he talks about scaring people, and then they beat him two out of three matches. So well, whatever. The Ryback Ryback, Ryback versus Wyatt could be interesting. Oh, I said that could could
0: be. I mean, if both guys decide, hey, we're going to go ahead and take some chances and do our own thing here, that could be a bust-ass, brutal match. I'm looking forward to seeing what those two guys do together.
1: Yeah. Because Bray can go in the ring. Absolutely. If he just just cuts out the... He just needs to mix it up a little more. Uh, I kind of liked it better when he was... When he talked about Abigail more often. Mm. Uh, And just instead of talking about being the face of fear, because like you said, no one's afraid of him. Uh... But um, as far as the Wyatts performing go, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, they, they're they a good tag team. Uh, there's always room for that Powers of Pain, yeah. uh, Demolition, Legion of Doom style, unless your name is the Ascension.
0: Unless your name is the Ascension. Moment of silence for the Ascension. Okay, go.
1: Yeah. Um, unless you're them, you uh, apparently there should be room for you. Uh, it should have been the Ascension, but I'll take the Wyatts. Which would have been,
0: that that could be a cool match, too. You know what's funny oh, is when man. I was naming all the teams that we have in this rebuilt tag team division, I straight up forgot the Ascension. But if they were to build the Ascension up a little bit and then have, like, some sort of fucking street fight with Harper and Rowan against the Ascension, that would be amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. You keep that <laughs> ma- you keep that match at about seven, eight minutes max. Yep. yep. It, that could be fun. That could be back in, like, the old, uh... Like, the old Powers of... Uh, not Powers of Pain. Uh old legion of doom style just yep. get out there beat each other up and go on
0: legion of doom versus uh, faces of fear that'll work yeah um so you I, i'm gonna go with, with a extra additive segment because i have a, self, a crazy schedule next week as far as live events but you went to a house show tonight tell me sir right. tell me some, some some news and notes and some things that were of interest to you
2: well, let's
1: see. Uh, thankfully, I am obsessed with Compulsive, so I took two pages of notes. All right. Uh, I won't read them all. No all need for this. that, yeah, but yeah, um, go ahead. Uh, we had an uh, – it was a it was a Mother's Day show, which means, yes, oh, we yeah. did – which means we did get a Mother's Day message from Mr. T, and it was <laughs> glorious. Um, uh, there wasn't uh, – let's see, the opener, we had Neville against Barrett. There's one thing I wanted to pitch to you because uh, I know you liked this guy at first, and then it all fell apart. You know who Neville is starting to remind me of? And I mean this in a good way. The original Sinkara. Hmm. He wrestles like a superhero. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, without all the botches and insanity. Um, Neville was... Uh, he was really well-received. He got one of the loudest ovations of the night. Okay, that, uh, that red arrow is... Um, I've seen that and the five-star live, the five-star frog splash. Mm-hmm. The red arrow is more impressive. Oh, yeah. I, I still do not know how he twists around. I've tried to follow it, and I've I can't do it. I've tried to do
0: it. I was waiting for you to say that. I've tried to do it off the side of my bunk bed. It did not work. <laughs>
1: um, let's see. The, uh, the one kind of scary thing, this could have been just uh, just, uh, just Barrett being a heel. He said he ended Brian's career with a concussion that so bad. Well,
0: where the fuck? You know what? It's a sorry, sad thing that you brought that up because I was going to say that on the show and then I forgot to put it in the format and now you reminded me. That is driving me fucking crazy that they are not using that for either Sheamus or Barrett or both. Why? Explain to me, KB. Tell me why the WWE re-fucking-fuses to use things like that to help build people up. They could have used it for Rollins when fucking Reigns got hurt. They could have used it so many times, and they just will not do it. Sheamus's gimmick is that he's a bully who beats up and hurts little guys. And then he beats somebody up, and they're hurt. Why the fuck wouldn't you say that?
1: Good probably, lord. Probably because they're afraid of some corporate lawyer complaining about it, because that's the wrestling world we live in. And the idea of using something like that, which makes sense, is strictly prohibited. Well, that's
0: f- fucking disgusting. Well, whatever, corporate lawyer, get- fuck him. When a girl on a TV show, since this is what they want to be, they want to talk like they're a TV show, but when a girl who's a main actress on a TV show gets fucking pregnant in her personal life, they work it into the show there's nothing wrong when if you have an unexpected situation that is going to play into a character on a tv show which is disgusting that i'm even going there but i'm trying to humor all these fuckheads who want to ruin my pro wrestling trying to humor that that view well it's just something happened to this guy right so we're gonna figure it into the show there's nothing wrong with that right got it pisses me off
1: I mean Seamus' big move is a kick to the head Barrett's is an elbow slash forearm to the head Brian might have a concussion which is was the official line from Barrett tonight that it was a severe concussion uh so I the, mean
0: what's with the elbow pad on Barrett why does that make I his don't elbow know. so much more devastating
1: it's I don't know elbow pad.
0: Why, why does flipping it upside outside inside out do anything
1: I really wish I could answer that but um... sliding it
0: down his arm to expose the actual elbow that would make sense but he's literally taking the same elbow pad and just flipping it inside out.
1: Because he's British, and British people don't make sense a lot of the time.
0: (laughs) Alright, back to your live show. That was Uh, awesome. He got a great response.
1: Yep. That's Uh, cool. What else? Heath Slater versus Damian Sandow. Do you really think I took many notes for that match? (sighs) What was Sandow's gimmick? What was he? Well, I've been thinking about that. Quick side story from this show. I was seated between two children. One was maybe six or seven not surprising yeah that's true there were a ton of kids there one was about six or seven the other was three the three-year-old drove his mother crazy all night now the three-year-old when the mom would tell him to sit down and be quiet like a good parent should the dog the, the son said would repeat everything that the mother said like you sit down and be quiet that is pretty much Sandow's character right now he imitates people and mocks them in that way. Hmm. And it's going to get annoying. In about ten minutes.
0: What was uh, ever wrong with the with the genius gimmick? I, I don't... Uh, um, I don't understand. It was pretty funny. He had good lines. of minors.
1: It was, but of course, knowing WWE, it didn't get over immediately, so they blamed him for it somehow and made him imitate people for whatever reason. Very odd. Yeah, um... Uh, if nothing else, they got rid of his of any kind of music he had. When his music came on, I had no idea who it was,
2: hmm.
1: and it, it, it took until a screenshot of Damian Sandow popped on the screen that I had any idea who I was about to see. Um, the pop was brutally nothing. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, next up was Nikki Bella against Naomi. All right. Yeah, uh, Nikki. I I don't know what this says for America, but Nikki was one of the most over people all night. Um I, I don't have a problem with the Bell I would I think I would like be able to tolerate the Bellas so much more if not for Total Divas. That show has just ruined them for me. Um as they are such polar opposites on Total Divas of what they are on Raw at the moment.
0: Oh, so you or a regular viewer of Total Divas. Is that what you're telling us right now?
1: Oh, I've never I've never missed an episode. It is so it is such a glorious train wreck that Whoa, you I'm can't to stop flip watching over it. over
0: in my fucking chair. Well, I have missed an episode uh all of them. So
1: Oh, if if you just watch that and in like on their continuity, Daniel Bryan won the title from John Cena and that was the end of SummerSlam. They never mention him losing it. Huh. Yeah. The, the, and some of the, if nothing else, you get to see John Cena be the complete voice of reason while um, wearing a, while dressing up in costumes. Okay. Yeah, it, it it it's horrible. I understand that it's horrible, and it is good because it is so horrible.
0: We are crossing into whole other lines of stuff that's gonna piss people off because we just had a total diva segment. Please move on. Let let let's keep let's keep this rolling. Let's keep
1: this rolling. Well, I even had a thought about Nikki, if that, if, if we haven't do, uh, gone into this enough. She's basically Kelly Kelly. Okay. Well, think about it. She, Kelly Kelly, I always got this vibe of she's trying to be this serious fighter who will stand up to anyone. But with Kelly Kelly's, Kelly Kelly's theme song was about hollering in a club. Nikki comes out and does that twirl. It's just kind of hard does, to take does her... Does she ever? Yes, she does. Um, it's kind of hard to take her seriously as this tough fighter. Like, like they're, they're trying to make her into... Probably like because
0: a... she's awful at everything. That fucking... Well,
1: that's true, too. Again, Kelly Kelly wasn't exactly great at everything, and she would not have her job if she didn't look like Kelly Kelly. But... And neither would Nikki. But, um... It, it, it's, uh... It, I... I can't take her seriously, but she's... I get what they're going with with her. Then again, it was kind of hard to note to keep track of Nikki because Naomi's shoes were lighting up. And that just kind of stole the match for for me entirely.
0: Good for her. Fucking, yeah. Just so everybody out there realizes, we fucking give Divas a chance on this damn show. Fucking <laughs> damn it. Divas receive more time on this show than they do on the actual fucking WWE program. Oh, yes, they do.
1: Anyways... Next, uh, next up on the on the show. Uh, Adam Rose versus Fandango. It was four minutes long. I think we, we can move on from that. Four um,
0: longer than we need to spend on this show.
1: Yes, okay. yes, we do. Um, then we had the most disappointing match of the night for me, which might surprise you a little bit. Dean Ambrose against Luke Harper.
2: Huh.
1: I don't know if Harper was just having a bad night or if he's trying something new, but he kept doing the Dana Brooke double bicep pose he, he, he did it probably six times in about let's see how long was that match? about probably eight or nine minutes
2: huh
1: it did, it, the whole match was built around how strong he was and it just it's that doesn't fit what he was doing uh also a lot of his stuff just didn't seem to have any snap to it mm. like he he did a um a winds of change and he just kind of laid Dean down with it. There was no impact on it. The sit-out powerbomb looked good, but there was just nothing there. Uh, it, it just... I don't know what it was. He just didn't see... I, maybe he was just having an off night, but yeah. it, was, it didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, one other side note. Um, with where I said he used the winds of change, you can tell that a lot of these people have the same trainer as... Um, you had Adam Rose, Bad News Barrett, Neville, and one other guy who I'm forgetting. Um, might have been it was might have been Harper. They do that super kick to the ribs, you know, to hunch somebody over. Mm-hmm. You really shouldn't have four people using the same unique move like that yeah, th- on th- one show. Thrust kick, yeah. Yeah, you really shouldn't have people doing that. It's just, I mean, you can. There's other ways to do it. Punch them in the ribs you know just mix it up a little bit it, it 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 was it was noticeable um we had intermission and then we had something that made me laugh harder than it really should have uh other than bo dallas um cutting a promo about uh in a high-pitched voice for some reason we then received proof that even wwe doesn't watch smackdown eric rowan wrestled as a face after turning heel on smackdown all right yeah, um, because I guess WWE doesn't even care what happens on SmackDown these days. Um, after that, uh, the show kind of was starting to drag a little bit. Um, kind of like this just... one is.
0: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what else? What would you guys have as your main
1: event? Well, after that, I was starting to feel a little tired, but then I started to feel the power. Oh, yeah. Of the uh, Oh, yes. And it was the match of the night by far and away um before the match uh big E talked about how they're like the kentucky wildcats this year they're big they're strong they're athletic but they can win a championship and might stay for more than one year uh, <laughs> then they sang a song that they wrote right on the mo- right on on cue called we are the champions and they <laughs> they quote sang unquote um it was a four way New Day versus Primetime players, Ascension and Kidden and Cesaro.
2: Wow.
1: Oh man. Um it was uh it was everything you would hope it to be. Um best match of the night, pretty much with ease. Um
0: Ascension played play play the part real real well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh they did have a good uh three man spot which I hadn't seen before.
2: Alright.
1: Uh, um I can't, it doesn't matter who it was, but two guys did a sunset flip, and one guy was trying to get the other guy over, and Kid comes up and catapults the guy doing the sunset flip into a low blow. Wow. Which, it it was new. I'll give him that. Uh, okay, Sizol- I,
0: I, I can visualize Yeah, exactly. Like, imagine the guy who was try- on the ground trying to pull the guy down for the sunset yes. flip, Kid came up to his feet and catapulted yes. him, so his head went into the other guy's nuts. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Cesaro did a high cross body. Okay. That's how he came that's how he came in off the hot tag. Nice. Uh, the fans got way into the Cesaro when oh, yeah. he oh yeah. Um and then uh, after the uh, uh obviously New Day retained, um Biggie was on the floor. Actually, Woods and Kingston did the match, which was kind of yeah. surprising. Um after the match though, in something you would appreciate, uh, there was a big brawl and they did the swing into the drop kick spot and then big e who was the only one left standing of new day just threw kingston woods onto one shoulder each and carried them to the back <laughs> you know what would be cool in a multi-man
0: match like that they should do the big swing where fucking cesaro is knocking people over with the person that he's swinging that would be awesome and like you know you get guys who bump real light who like you know could do that and like would flip over him and stuff like that that'd be fucking hilarious
1: yeah, and then uh, quickly the main event was Cena against Rusev. If you've seen one Cena Rusev match, you've seen them all.
2: Especially if it's on a house show.
1: Yeah, um, and the poll, our poll for the mat, for the night was: should Lana be allowed at ringside? Mm. That was our poll question. Pretty uh, um, they showed the numbers on screen. I never saw yes go below seventy. Yeah. So I, uh, I mean, what are you expecting there?
0: For as for me, this week is going to be nuts because I have I have NXT oh in, in Philadelphia
1: oh man coming
0: up this week it's gonna be fucking ridiculous like this the, the layers of insanity that are gonna go down like it's NXT is such a hot hot brand Oh, yeah. It's going to be in, in, in a smaller uh, venue, which I've heard has awesome acoustics. And it's, the setup for it is really kind of... It looks like an opera theater almost a little bit. I'm, I'm really interested to see. It's the first time I've ever been to a show that's kind of has this sort of setup. Um, but that part's going to be great. I mean, and it's in Philadelphia. like,
1: mm, like the Where way, they will appreciate it. Like the,
0: the, like the way the heat in the crowd was for, say, the Royal Rumble, which was a show that could not have been booked any more opposite... Of what people in that region would eat up, and the crowd was still so hot. Now you're getting NXT for the first time on the road, and it's a show that is geared towards those type of people. This is going to be absolute madness! Oh yeah, madness! Oh yes, madness! I have to attend some like a training seminar thing in the morning. That morning, it'll probably be seven till ten or whatever. I'll I'm gonna get like probably three or four hours of sleep but i don't even care i'm no. gonna be in there i'll be drenched with sweat and no voice by the end of it it's gonna be amazing and then i've got payback coming up on sunday uh not for any of you out there listening it's the show payback i'll be there as well live um and shit by that time i'll probably be so tired because i got a real long week work wise as well that, I'll probably just go, go the Wrestlemania route, that when I went to Wrestlemania, the rest of the week was so just nuts, and the whole weekend, that by the time I got to Mania, I was kind of like, hey, I'm at fucking Wrestlemania, I'm just gonna relax and enjoy the fact that I'm here, that's pretty much what I did, the only time that I ever went nuts was during the Undertaker entrance against CM Punk, and uh, for all the rest of it, I kind of just relaxed and enjoyed the show, might end up being what happens at Payback, because I'm going to be quite wore out by that point. But so I'm excited I need to those I need
1: I need to move up to your neck of the woods because I get a house show with Fandango against Adam Rose. You get NXT in a pay per view.
0: It's that is one of the reasons, funny enough, that I uh, took into account as to why I, I have never uh, made a real big push to, to move out of this area because you you really can't you really can't beat it for. No. For the amount of wrestling that's available. Maybe Florida, maybe North, you know, Central or North Florida could could possibly, you'd have more shows. But, I mean, we always get at least one, if not a couple Mm -hmm. pay-per-views. You always get a couple of house shows. uh, So, can't beat it. You really can't beat it.
1: Uh, I mean, well, I mean, there's so many more people there. It's easier yeah. to draw houses. Well,
0: it's the instant it's the WWE home territory. So. Oh yeah,
1: and that if you are over in those cities, you're over forever.
0: Those NXT that NXT show, brother, that is gonna be oh. something. The and, fuck else?
1: Oh yeah, I I saw clips from that house show. That is the vibe that I that I think they were shooting for with the original ECW. Where, as Heyman put it on Rise and Fall of ECW, I want to go there. Yeah. That yeah. is the vibe I got. From, I want to go to one. I, I have thought about driving to Columbus, Ohio. That's about four hours north of me to go to one of their house shows. Yeah. For they me, Louisville, For me, an hour and a half is a long car ride. Well, I they, would had go to add,
0: they only had one, and they had to add an extra show. So to me, that yeah. says that those tickets probably went pretty fucking fast.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, the, the best thing to me was um, – was they, uh at one of those shows, they had Big Show and Ryback do a regular match.
0: Oh, I hope they do. That should be uh, every time. They should do that, just because that's hilarious. Like, just to oh, fucking, yeah. f- for it to get shit on.
1: And for everybody oh, to want from, the
0: NXT guys back.
1: From what I heard, it was Batista at number, it was uh Batista in the Rumble all over
0: again. Yeah, oh, I I wish that would. This would be fun to, to partake in something like that.
1: Oh, man, just it is the absolute rejection Mm. of what you're being presented with we do not want this we don't care what you guys do we're we're done no
0: yeah we're done give us something else speaking of suggestions you're about to make a suggestion so am i we're up to the suggestion segment of the program what did you have what did you have to suggest for everybody well
1: considering we forgot about doing
0: the wwe network can they even find this on the wwe network
1: no, they cannot, Whoa, as far as dude, I know.
0: Fuck this up already. Go ahead. Goddamn. No,
1: I'm well, uh, i I was the one that had a suggestion last time, and you cut us off before I could do it. So in case anyone was wondering if, like, for the three people that might remember this, I said I, that we were foreshadowing something last time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that, in this case, is Wrestlefe- uh, WrestleFest 1988. Now, what is WrestleFest 1988? Well, I'm glad you asked, because it's what I'm talking about. Um... It is basically the sequel to WrestleMania IV. You have Ted DiBiase challenging for the world title against Macho Man Randy Savage. You have the debut or the national debut of one Mr. Perfect, which for some reason wasn't on the tape. Uh, you can find it online, though. And the same with the Savage-DiBiase match. They didn't put that on there. And we have proof that either the WWF is lying about their steel cages or Andre the Giant was eleven six. As he enters a fifteen foot high steel cage and is roughly three feet below the, the roof of the cage. Hmm. Uh when he faces Hulk Hogan inside of a cage. Alright So Shit. if you I mean it's Andre against Hogan in a cage.
0: Yeah, that's fucking money. Sounds like a uh, the show up and down.
1: Uh you have uh Bret Hart against Bad News Brown, I believe.
0: Oh uh, revenge for WrestleMania four, you motherfucker. I, t-
1: I told you it was the Fallout show. Yeah. That's that's how we got here. Um, bad news you fucking asshole yeah and uh, one more suggestion if I may for uh, if you don't have time to watch a two and a half hour show and you don't like late 80s WWF because you're some kind of a Philistine
0: yeah because you're some kind of fucking communist
1: (laughs) we've also got a match from uh, the Smackdown 6 era which again is not available on the network but it is available on before
0: we move on um, that show you just mentioned that's that's available uh, places, we'll call it?
1: Yes, places. All right. Places that might start with... That might end with motion and begin with daily.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the same as this one. Um, you have, from December 5th...
0: How's the to, video quality on that, that bad it's boy? It's good. Okay. It's good. Good stuff. Um, good
1: stuff. Yeah. Uh, on this one, you have one of my all-time favorite matches that a lot of you probably don't remember because it wasn't a really high-profile match. On December 5th, 2002... For the number one contendership to the World Heavyweight Championship, we have Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit versus Edge. In a four-way elimination match with Edge coming in on a bad leg. This was when Edge was the hottest thing in the world, not named Brock Lesnar or Kurt Angle. Yeah. Uh, When I became a huge Edge head.
0: I feel like that's on something somewhere. I feel like I've heard of that t- spoken of somewhere something. Anyways.
1: Yeah, it's um it, it's it's just four guys going out there for nearly half an hour and just beating each other up. Uh with the le- when with when the the worst guy in that match is arguably Eddie Guerrero and they they've got half an hour and it's elimination style. Oh hell, yeah. There there is no way this could not be outstanding stuff. It is SmackDown, December fifth, two thousand two. Just look up, uh, just Google Edge versus Guerrero versus mm-hmm. uh, Angle versus Benoit, two thousand two. It should be the first thing that pops up.
0: Sounds awesome, man. Uh, my suggestion for the week is going to be Slamboree nineteen ninety four. It's a show that I continually, I've touted like individual matches off of it, but in totality. It's a really fun show. Uh, they, they filmed it in the old Philadelphia Civic Center. Not the fucking Spectrum. not It was another building downtown that was a fucking rat's nest piece of shit. Um, and those types of individuals show up. I mean, you start off the show, you got Johnny B. Bad against uh, a young, stunning Steve Austin. And the crowd just shits on Johnny B. Badd. Philadelphia crowds have not changed. Because they just shit on Johnny Bad and cheered for Austin. Um, you have a wild and entertaining match between Terry Funk and Tully Blanchard, which is commentated by listen to this fucking team. Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gordon fucking Soly himself. <laughs> that match is bad
1: ass. Watch is, the show, watch the show just to hear Soly no sell Heenan's jokes.
0: Yeah, he has just no idea. And it's hilarious because you can see, you can tell Bobby's like trying to keep it together and be like, watch out, they're coming over here, Gordon. Like, it's, just, it's so fun to hear those two just interact and call a match together and just the different generations and Heenan being Heenan and Soli being Soli. It's fantastic. Uh, the action in the match is really good. Just a wild match between two old vets. Also, on that show is one of the most storied matches that I always recommend to people or I'll always show somebody when they're over at my place hanging out and we don't got much else to do or we're trying to pass time. Now this is not Steamboat and Flair. This is not your scientific beauty contest but for pure entertainment value it is tough to beat Kevin Sullivan and Mick Foley against the Nasty Boys in a Philadelphia street fight. It is That is one of the wildest, most brutal, kind of hilarious matches you will ever see. And they have a special enforcer from the Philadelphia Flyers hockey team as a special guest referee, and he gets physically involved in a really funny and kind of legit way. He's like actually punching out somebody, and Max Payne appears out of nowhere and just explodes a guitar over somebody's head for seemingly no reason whatsoever without any sort of context. It's fucking (laughs) awesome. It's such a funny fun match.
1: It's one of the few things WCW got right. It's worth seeing just for that match alone.
0: Well, just just If you are watching a show from the 93 or 94 and the fucking Nasty Boys come out, it's about to get real. You're about to see something that on any level is at least entertaining. Uh, Add to that, you actually have a pretty solid uh, world title match to cap things off as the main event with uh, Sting and Vader before uh, the winner of that match and Ric Flair would go into unifying the titles later on at Clash of the Champions and then later Hogan would come in and goodbye WCW. Um, so, this was the last great show on, a uh, pre, pre-Hogan WCW. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy it if you, if you like a lot of solid wrestling, wild brawling. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff on that show. Have you, would, any thoughts on it, just from the last time that you saw it?
1: Um, the, the, the tag match is definitely worth seeing. Uh, They did the smartest thing they could by turning this into a glorified ECW show. Yeah. Um, ECW was really starting to catch fire at that point. You can see
0: that's a hat guy and a couple of the regular ECW regulars in the front row during the whole show. Yeah.
1: It was the smartest thing they could have done, and it works. When WCW gets out of that little box that they put themselves in for years, they could put on some really entertaining stuff. Yeah. Um, And this was a good example of it. it. It's definitely worth checking out.
0: Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Nothing, be- nothing beautiful. It's entire night of craziness, but it's a real fun show. Um, this was a pretty decently fun show. do uh, you got anything that you're looking forward to? Hopefully, we get a good solid go home show for uh, for Raw Monday night. Well,
1: well, we do get to enjoy probably the return of Stephanie McMahon to add some more testicles to her collection.
0: I know that's your favorite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's nothing that makes KB happier is when that music comes on and she comes through that curtain. To-
1: Cut his to, favorite, to, to, to one of the worst theme songs in history
0: well I think it's hilarious just because it's so ghetto but it's like Stephanie McMahon like that's that's fantastic she has probably the most ghetto theme music on the whole show mm-hmm. and it's her <laughs> so that part of it I don't mind well good shooting the breeze with you again KB we, yes, sir. we'll be back sometime in the near future um, I have no idea what the schedule what the release schedule will be next week because next week going to be so insane for me But you can all rest assured that um, when we do come out with one after the fallout of all this craziness that's about to go down for the next couple of weeks, um, it will be well worth it. Not to mention, hopefully we get in a pretty solid NXT TakeOver preview show. Mm. Or if we can't, because work is going to be pretty intense for me over the next week or so, where I won't have a whole lot of time, we will have a fantastic... Loaded payback and NXT takeover review show for you guys, which I will definitely have KB on for. So, whichever way that ends up going, uh, hopefully we can work something out that'll be good enough for all of you. Thank you once again for listening um, at Mighty Norcal, M Norcal, capital M N O R C A L, he's KB at KB's Reviews, KB's Reviews.com.
1: Check AB him Wrestling, out. Wrestling He's
0: got a ton of stuff posted up there. A um, ton of stuff posted up in the last couple weeks. I always see him posting stuff on Twitter. So, Good times. I uh, want to thank you all for listening again. Hopefully, get a good go home raw and some good pay reviews next week. I'll be thinking of you while I'm going through my week of insanity. And I can't wait to come back and tell everybody about all of those experiences. Thanks for listening. And remember, the card is subject